Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the decade of the 2020s, even the great cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul were not spared the woes of contemporary life. And at times of fear and confusion, the job of entertaining the public was the responsibility of My Talk 1071, a great metropolitan radio station whose reputation for laughter and giving back to the community had become a symbol of hope for the Twin Cities. My Talk 1071 presents Jason Matheson, Alexis Thompson, Holly Roberts, Jason and Alexis in the morning with Holly Roberts. Good morning and welcome to the final hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on my talk 1071 and live streaming on your favorite phone device. I'm Jace with Lex and Holly on this Monday, March 20th, 2023. Coming up in just a few minutes, am I the asshat? Then... It's the full candy bar, the Woo! full dirt alert, not the little fun size. You get both Twix sticks with this. Woo! And then <laughs> yeah, left and right. Uh-huh. And then a movie review, a slightly old movie review. I saw the Academy Award nominated The Whale with Brendan Fraser over the weekend and I have uh, I'll have my review. And then we're so proud of our girl Holly. She is a freelance writer for uh, Playboy, Pent. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's I'm sorry. I wrote that. I'm sorry, Holly. I wrote that. Gigantic wrote the- boobs. That's right. <laughs> Boobies.com. Uh-huh. I apologize. I- Holly, I got the wrong information. I apologize there. No, Holly is a fantastic writer. She wrote an article for Looper that obviously caught our attention. It's about the great Johnny Carson. Uh, we'll end the show with some uh, good conversation about Johnny. Uh, but right now, Monday around this here parts uh, at the top of our third hour means we're going to decide. We're going to pass judgment on people. We're going to decide if they're a butthole. Here we go. Am, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an ass. Am I wrong? Am I the asshat? Here we go. Um, I have two ready to go just in case. Uh, one of these we decide quickly. So okay. I have, uh, I have, pew, pew, I have one, <laughs> and I'm ready to go here. First one. My the ass hat for not giving someone my cart at Aldi because they didn't have a quarter. Oh. Okay. Here we go. Okay. I just, you know, I love a good headline. So I, I would recommend to these people that write these on Reddit, uh, get a get, give us a good, give us a good title. Nothing's better than a good title that'll hook you. Here we go. Uh, I finished my shopping at Aldi and loaded the car. I can see a family waiting for me to bring my cart back so they can go in. 
uh, and they're waiting and waiting. There are plenty of carts available, and I'm assuming at this stage it was a case of easier to grab one that's out and give me a quarter rather than unlock one. Okay. Mm, As I approach, I ask for a quarter, 25 cents, and they look at me like WTF. I say, I need a quarter if, uh, if I'm going to hand it over. My mom looks at me in total disgust and says something unpleasant because I won't just hand it over bef- uh, before the family just runs into the store. Not even a sorry, we don't have any change or some other excuse. They just expected me to hand over my cart. Now, I know it's only a quarter, but still, I typically keep one in the car just for this purpose, especially because I tend to not have change. Mm. So, am I the asshat for not just handing it over and forgetting the 25 cents? Mm. And your mom is getting Her, down His on you. mom thinks that he's the butthole. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but this family was what I call shark. I'm going to Hollywood speak it. They were what I call sharking parking lot sharks they were just kind of waiting they were just kind of all standing Mm. there waiting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. waiting and waiting yeah the whole point of that right is so that you'll bring the cart back it's not necessarily to make money but you're you've used your quarter so he used a quarter to get or she to get it oh man um yeah it makes you feel uncomfortable when people are standing around like that i guess the standing around part is what bothers me. Yeah, that's it's a little creepy to me. It's not you know even about I mean? the quarter. Yeah, it's not about the quarter. It's the waiting around, which just seems kind of like really, really. Come yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, it is a family, and it's also it's like I know. Then there's that side of it too. <sighs> Be nice to your fellow man. This is it a cop out to say part ass hat? <laughs> No, we've done that before. Well, yeah. if, Holly, if Holly accepts what she accepts on word chain, I'm sure the hell not yeah. going to get what I mean. Remember, Throw right. her down. We're hot Throw loose. her. Yeah, come hot on. We're loose. hot and loose. <laughs> I mean, unless the family was like, I don't have a quarter. I'm so sorry. You know, I, I guess they didn't have any explanation other than. No, they, they did not. Wanted to grab it. and. Yeah, that's a good point. They did not. Uh, that's a clarification. The family didn't say, oh, we don't have a quarter. But again, you're going into a grocery store, so you, I mean, anyway. And if anyway, you've been but, there before, you know that's the deal. That's kind yeah, of part of But Aldi's they didn't thing. even say that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I mean, it's just a quarter, and it is a family, and do you want to die on that hill? But there, okay, there's that, that level two. Is this the tiny hill that it's you not, want to die on? Right, is it worth it? I mean, unless it's a quarter that, you like I said, they have a quarter that's always there. Oh, man. Yeah, part ass hat is what I'm going to go with. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the hovering. See, that's what... That really is just awkward, and it's uncomfortable, and I understand feeling petty and being like, no, I'm not going to give you that cart. That being said, would have just done it, and it would have been irritated, and would have just not even made eye contact with them if it was me. I was just like, fine, just take it. Yep. Just take it. You've got mail. Shauna writes Ugh. to the three of us on Twitter. I don't see what the issue is. Giving the car uh, is just 25 cents. I've yeah. never expected anyone to give me 25 cents. But waiting, though, Shauna agrees with us. Yeah. The waiting seems odd and creepy. Yeah, right. see, that's I. I that's the if there wasn't that part issue. of it, that's where I have the issue. It's just like, really? Come on. Yeah, because generally what would happen is, is, you know, you'd walk up. Maybe you, you, you reach the cart corral at the same time and you're like, yeah, here you go. 
Just yeah. take the cart. No big deal. Yeah, but it's the hovering. It's yeah. the hovering. It's the hovering and the expectation yeah. that because they're hovering that you're going to feel bad or you're going to give them the cart automatically. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Let's give Barb the last word on this one. Oh. Hi, Barb. Welcome to the show. How do you feel about this? Oh, my gosh. There is all the etiquette. <laughs> oh, I like this. Okay. This family asking for the cart. And not even saying, I'm so sorry, we forgot our quarter. Is there any way we could have yours? Yeah. You know? Yes. I mean, that would be one thing. Yeah. Because I go to Aldi all the time. And my, you know, the little holder where you put your sunglasses? Yes. I don't keep sunglasses in there. That's where my Aldi quarter goes. Your Aldi? Yes. (laughs) Oh, I see. I get it. Yeah. Yep. There is, yeah, Barb, I didn't like the hovering, and I didn't like that they didn't even say anything. It's just the no. assumption. I mean, even, make, assumption. You know, even if they made it up, like, hey, you, I am so, yes. I, I, we don't have a quarter. I mean, they could have a whole pocket full of quarters, but at least, it, right. I don't know, it makes you feel better. Or just be like, right. oh, we can't we can't talk. We None of us have tongues. You know, we lost a tongue. And <laughs> <Yeah>. we lost. <laughs> you know, the last, the last time I was there, there was a guy who um, had three dimes. Okay. And and I really hated that giving up my Aldi quarter. I yeah. really did. But he's like, can I give you three dimes for your cart? You're going to make money today. And I <laughs> said, you know, and because he said that, I can always get another quarter. And yeah. I'm like, sure, here you go. You know? And because he did that, that was fine. Yep. No big deal. And I still have those three dimes rolling around in my coat pocket. <laughs> I love it, Barb. Not you're going all, back in my sunglasses holder. You're all you're old you're Aldi holder. You're Aldi hold, holder. Barb. My Aldi holder, that's what I should call it. That's right. <laughs> label on my label maker that says yeah. Aldi holder. Aldi holder. Oh, I like that. All right. Barb, it's a label thank, maker. Barb, thank you so Blank much. Have a great like week. You yeah, Barb. All right. Fiber friends. Love this it. Goes Barb. Okay, I have another one. You want to do another one? Sure, let's do it. Here we go. Am I the ball? For refusing to attend my friend's wedding due to a dress code. My friend who's getting married in a few weeks sent out invitations with a very specific dress code. Black tie with a black suit for men and floor length purple or rose gown for women. I oh, don't wow. Own I don't own any. I know. this is. I, that's why this is a good end. I don't own any floor length gowns. I asked the bride if she would be okay to wear, uh, if I would wear a knee length dress with dressy shoes. But she said absolutely not and insisted that I follow the dress code or not attend the wedding at all. A little backstory. She introduced this guy she's been dating to our friend group. She told us they would be getting married in six months and they were happy and we were happy for her. She specifically told us about the dress code she had in mind, which we all agreed to. But the issue is she sent us a wedding invite after about a month of this after about a month of this meeting that she's getting married in two weeks. Her boyfriend is traveling abroad for a year for work, so they decided to have the wedding before he left. Thus, it got pushed up. I was in no way prepared for this financially because the dress code our friend group suggested was a bit pricey. I only agreed to it initially because for six months I could save up. I decided that I didn't want to spend a lot of money that I don't have on a dress that I would never, ever, ever wear again. So I had to politely decline the invitation. I told my friend that I wished her all the best on her special day, but I couldn't attend due to the dress code. She got angry and accused me of being selfish and unsupportive. She said I should have made an effort to follow her dress code as it was important to her to have a certain aesthetic for her wedding. 
and she informed me earlier, so she feels I should have made preparations. I don't understand why not attending is better than attending without the dress code. Now I feel guilty for declining the invitation. Am I the butthole for refusing to attend my friend's wedding due to dress code? Dang. Not the ass hat. <laughs> not Ooh. the ass hat. Oh, girl, Holly, I'm with you. I didn't even pause. No. Nope. There was there was not a comma. Wow. Uh-uh. There's not a semicolon. No, no, not the ass hat. Look, if you're changing it up like that and you're moving it up and your friends can't, you know, afford, accom- it. afford it. Thank you. Also, let us just talk about the tyranny and the financial burden Ugh. that is your wedding. <laughs> the tyranny. Sounds like it. And I'm talking about your wedding, the one where you have two bachelorette destination parties, a formal dress code, and a gift list that's from like restoration hardware. And you want me to come in there and go into debt for you? I'm sorry. Goodbye. (laughs) I'm just glad that my friends are in their divorce Uh, eras right now. uh, (laughs) Are they having parties though? Uh, And making you wear certain things? No. No, oh. no, your divorce party dress code, soft pants. Come, yeah. join, come join me. Lex, oh you gosh. seem conflicted by this. No, I what I'm conflicted about is the idea that you're more concerned about the aesthetic of your wedding and what everyone looks like than versus having your family and friends celebrating your couplehood. I just cannot believe that this is something. What is it? The pictures, the video that you're worried about? You need to be in the moment. I it's so I, I think that the friend, um, who, well, the person who wrote this, not the asshat. You're looking at your bottom line and going, I simply cannot afford this. We need to normalize this, everybody. Okay. Thank you. Because you're right. We do not want to go into debt for your wedding because of all the other things. Now she wh- did say before, like, hey, fair warning, and maybe this is a pattern with your friend. Like, there's. You know that this friend is going to be like this, but still, you cannot expect that from your guests. I mean, the fact that they're even showing up and walking through that door, be grateful. Yeah, it's more important the person inside the dress than the dress. And your wedding wedding isn't North Korea. Good Lord. It's like a communist government. Yeah, I mean, it's like Kim Jong Bride. Oh my goodness! I wasn't even like that with my bridesmaids. It was just like, here you go, find a dress you feel comfortable in around this color if you can. We did that too. You know, it's like it's just, oh man, that is not the point. Nope. And that is so sad. You'll regret it. Believe me, right, Lex? You'll, yeah, you'll, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, yeah you'll mm. regret it. Oh wow! There we, that was a journey. <laughs> <laughs> to communist North Korea. That yeah. really was. <laughs> the tyranny of... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Bridezilla. <laughs> um, oh. Am I the asshat? Monday and Wednesdays right here on Jason and Alexis in the morning. Entertainment. Yeah, we're worried about the bottom line, aren't we? And luckily, First Equity, when it comes to your mortgage, they are too. 
And that's what's so wonderful about working with a local lender like First Equity because there's lots of mortgages that are available to you. Conventional, FHA, VA, first-time home buyer. Which one is right for you? And working with an independent mortgage broker, they you get that unmatched service, but they also can shop multiple lenders that will give you more options, better rates, and more opportunities for down payment assistance. And working with David and the team, they've been in the market for 23 plus years. They have the reputation and know how they take the time to get to know you. And they know they'll see you out in the community. They know you You'll be back for telling your friends and family, and they want to do you right the first time, and that's what's so great about working with First Equity. If you have any mortgage questions, give them a call, 763-251-8000, or head to mytalk1071.com and type in keyword David. Cordell.com. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. This time, we're going to get you caught up with the giant stories in the world of entertainment and the dirt alert. Hello again, Holly. Oh, hello again, Jason and Alexis. Let's talk about Taylor Swift's Arid show. She kicked off her tour over the weekend, and I'm letting Swifties know to get yourself prepared and start training your bladder right now because this is a three-hour, 44-song epic concert. Whoa! (gasps) Diaper life! Diaper life! Holy crap. What is this, Avatar? (laughs) (laughs) The way of Swifting? Exactly. She She kicked off her tour Friday in Glendale, Arizona, and 44 songs, 192 minutes. And lots of costume changes, you know, for her second night, she did even more costume changes. So I'm just letting everyone start their preparation now. Yeah, don't show. drink yeah. anything like yeah, how do you six hours that? before the show. <laughs> yeah, just don't drink anything right day of. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yes, plan your hydration accordingly. Get no. a bucket. Yeah. Bring a bucket, everybody. <laughs> your purse, it's a twofer. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's a, I mean, uh, bravo to Taylor for giving her fans, you know, money's worth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. Is that, a, is that too much? Are most concerts like that, though, guys? Well, Mm. hopefully they'll have a video Mm. montage where you can can go and you can go to the bathroom or do whatever. And Most concerts are not this long, Alexis. Okay, yeah, you're right. Most of them are about 90 minutes, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So when was the last time you were there, huh? Well, when was it? 2006. (laughs) 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 Mommy life. No, um... Wow. Oh when was God, the last concert, Jason? You were with me. I mean, probably with me to like a My Talk concert. <sighs> like a big stadium concert. Oh, oh. I did see that. Um, I saw the. Was oh it? Oh, my God. It was the great. 90s. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh the mixtape tour. It was the mixtape tour. Was that the last one I saw, though? With New it's, Kids on the Block? New Kids on the Block, yep. That's uh, probably Salt the, and Peppa was there. That's and, probably the last social one you've done, Lex. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Oof. Okay. That was, uh, yeah. what, a year ago? A no, year and a half that ago? Was, that was a couple years ago. I mean, who knows? What is time? Yeah. What is yeah. time? Yeah. What is yeah. time? Yeah. The last time uh-huh. that I went to a concert was the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> and then we left early because it was loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was my last concert? Barbara Mandrell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Oak Ridge Boys. 
Oh, man. Look. <laughs> I need to go to another concert. That was my first concert ever. My parents dragged me to that show on my birthday. And it was like, we're going to go see Barbara Mandrell the Oak Ridge Boys. <gasps> oh, really? No. Are you serious? <laughs> I am. I'm deadly serious. I was so mad. I was oh, like, on your what? birthday, too? Yeah. Oh, oh my man. goodness. Was, Did you? Oh. Well, at least you got to sing Elvira. That's true. Well, you know? That's true. That's a bump. I mean, that's, that's a jam. That is a jam. <laughs> I mean, that's a gift, man. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. Kids in the audience have no idea what nope. this is. It's fine. Now you do. Sing along, everyone. Gosh, little Molly. Yep. Did you at least have a seat? Elvira. Yeah, I so think it good. wasn't standing room only. <laughs> oh man! You know the thing you're short and. <laughs> oh man! Uh, you know the deceptive thing about the Oak Ridge oh. Boys is you think that the guy with the bass voice would be the one with the long beard, but no. lo and behold, it's the guy in the business suit. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, my friend Cindy, just to put a, a bow on the yeah. Taylor's. Oh, yes. The Taylor Swift thing. Please. Cindy texted a really good point. She's like, you know, love her, hate her. Talk about stamina. Oh, yeah. That's impressive. I mean, Cindy's right. Bravo. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Consummate performer. There's a reason why Taylor Swift is arguably the biggest star in music working right now. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, look, we don't really have time for much else. What I'll tell you is that nobody went to go and see Shazam! Fury of the Gods over the weekend. <laughs> a dismal $30 million at the oh. box office. I bet Warner Brothers is like, James Gunn, make DC movies now. Quickly. Yeah. Quickly. We're hemorrhaging money. Please. Oh. Wow, that should have went straight to video. Yeah. Like, Ooh. Straight to the VHS. I'm surprised they didn't do a tax write-off with that one. Yeah, no doubt. They did it with <laughs> Batgirl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, more of these stories at mytalk1071.com. Speaking of store, uh, speaking of movies, though, when we come back, I saw the Academy Award nominated The Whale over the weekend. I will give you my review when we return. Ah. Hello, it's Jace Live for Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. Every month, Skin Rejuvenation Clinic has new promotions to entice you, to get you excited about getting in there. And this month is no different. First, let me tell you, if you're new to Skin Rejuvenation Clinic, you've never been there before, and you mention me, you're going to get $100 off your first service of $250 or more. How great is that? Now, specific specials, Plasma Sculpt is brand new. It's a new and inventive, innovative treatment that combines Sculptra aesthetic, and it is a skin plumping treatment, rejuvenates and volumizes the skin for a smoother more the youthful looking skin. And right now in the month of March, you're going to get $100 off uh, $100 off a vial. That's right, per vial of Plasma Sculpt. To see uh, more, to see before and after photos and get more information, go to SkinRejuvenationClinic.net. Jason and Alexis in the morning. On my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Everything dances with wolves. Dance with Lex and Holly. <laughs> yeah, we're dancing. Yeah. Uh huh. Perhaps like a lot of you, uh, it was really cold over the weekend. Uh, maybe you stayed in. Uh, maybe you watched some movies, some television. I sure did. Lex uh, stayed in and binged the rest of 
The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, I never got out of my Holly Roberts soft pants. Uh, I didn't even wash my hair. I barely brushed my teeth. <laughs> so you brush your hair. So proud day? of you, Jason. Yeah. yeah. Do you normally wash your hair every day? M- most days, yeah. Oh, I guess because you have little hairs. I have little hair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I rolled uh, myself into the kitchen and then rolled right back like a little dung beetle. I just rolled right back to the couch. And we decided to knock some things off our list of things that we've been wanting to watch but haven't had the time. And one of them is the Academy Award nominated The Whale uh, with Brendan Fraser. Brendan, uh, if you remember, took home the Oscar for Best Actor uh, for this role. And uh, this is based on a play, if you do not know. And the first observation is, uh, I heard Howard Stern mention this too. He and his wife, Beth, had the same observation that I did. Boy, oh boy. Um, You can completely tell that this movie is based on a play. And this isn't a perfect analogy, uh, but I think it's because I directed it in college. It was a project of mine. The same way I can tell the dialogue uh, of Steel Magnolias is very much uh, from a play. The same is true for The Whale. Um, And that's not a plus or a minus. It's just, uh, it was just a quick observation that I had. Okay. Uh, Yeah. And this is from director uh, Darren, uh, I can never pronounce his last name. Um, Aronofsky. 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 Thank you. I don't know. My tongue does not want to form that word. He's um, an English teacher. He's a rec- he's a reclusive. Um, he is morbidly obese, and he the movie centers around well, basically his home. Another kind of sign that this is a play. You never really leave his home, mm. and um, which it, in itself gives you, and I think this was on purpose, gives you the feeling of isolation and kind of um, claustrophobia that I'm sure the character feels in his life. The tra- You know, you're kind of, he, he's trapped in his body. Um, I'm sure the imagery is not accidental in the setting. Anyway, oh. um, he plays uh, an, an, an English, uh, English teacher, and he is trying to connect, reconnect with his daughter, who is played, oh, hold on a minute, um, there's two actors of note, two young actors of note that I wanted to mention. And I had the cast here. And then she is uh, Sadie um, from Stranger Things. Her name is Sadie Sink. Oh, yes, yes. Um, from Stranger Things. And then the other young, okay, this is a very small cast. Then the other, the caretaker of Brendan Fraser's uh, Charlie. Uh, her name is Liz. The character's name is Liz. Or Liz. And then there's a young man, a missionary, who enters the the movie early on. And eagle-eyed pop culture fans will recognize this 20-something. He was the kid brother in Jurassic World. Mm. Uh, the very first Jurassic World with Chris Pratt oh. and Opie Cunningham's daughter. Yes, he's the little brother, not Nick Robinson, not the older brother. He's the little kid. Well, now he's all grown up. And he plays a missionary that visits Charlie's house okay. right, right at the beginning of the movie. Okay. So it's really about this. It's a really a, a journey of this father desperately, 
desperately trying to reconnect with his daughter before it's too late because he is facing his own mortality at the hands of his obesity. He is not naive. He is not. um, He knows what his fate is, Um, even though his caretaker, Liz, is desperately trying to get him to a hospital. um, he, He refuses. So he's staring down the hallway of mortality and you can see, you can feel that he, 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 it's a race against time to try to reconnect. And she is not having it, this daughter, and, and you'll find out why. But this daughter makes it very difficult um, for a reconnection. Hmm. Um, overall, and this is the case sometimes, I liked the performance more than the movie as a whole. Hmm. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of movies like that. Uh, this is one of them for me. Um, this is over two hours. There, It was a little, because it is a play, there were moments where I was a little bored, to be very honest with you. And it lost me. I found myself drifting to the phone. Um, mm. However, wow, does it, <laughs> following in a fishing analogy all the way through, it does rehook you. You feel like a fish that got away, and then you come back. You get caught again. Because the ending, the last half hour, is immensely powerful. It does draw you back in. Colin, who was more bored and enjoyed the movie less than I did, I saw Colin kind of, he was working on a project. He put his phone down for the last half hour. And the ending is pretty powerful. Um, Brendan Fraser you is very clear why he won well, let me say this, too, because I know there's criticism that uh, Darren and the studio didn't just hire an actor who is uh, obese. Yeah, I, I you know, we I, we could have a we could have a dispassionate. We could have a, conver- a, a, a nice debate about that. But I got to tell you, I now I know why why Brandon got this role, no matter his size. Yeah, he got the role because he deserved it. And again, we can have a debate of, you know, I, I think more actors of different sizes should be represented. But it's very clear to me why they chose Brendan, because my gosh, he breaks your heart. He just breaks your heart. He um, has those like wet, doughy eyes. Oh, and you God. just look at him and you're just like, oh, man, even when you, we were watching the Oscars, you just yeah. started tearing up already when they were just talking about a comeback. It's just, oh, so the I can end, imagine as a character yes. like that, it's very heart rending. Yeah, it is. It's just um, he gets you and it is the close ups and it's the, you know, and he gets angry at, at a moment. I won't tell you why there's a catalyst for he gets very angry and you feel it for this character. You feel his frustration. And then the pain, you know, it's not um, he brilliantly shows you through his physicality, um, the the pain, the physical and the mental pain that he goes through when he, you know, there's a moment where he falls and you you feel not only the pain, you feel his embarrassment, you feel uh, anguish. And that's all because of Brendan. You know, it has nothing to do with the prosthetics or anything. It is in his face. It is his his wow. acting that just you feel every part of Charlie's sadness. Did you every weep layer. watching this or yeah, afterward? Yeah, I, I did. I did cry a little bit. You know, I have a fractured relationship with my father. So, uh, who you know, I, 
passed many years ago, but uh, 20 years ago, actually, uh, next month. But I, I, I had a fractured relationship with my father. So these types of movies, I'm probably more affected by them because of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did. I teared up. And I also know not to this level, obviously, but, you know, all three of us, uh, you know, I, I know what it's like to struggle with weight. So mm-hmm. they're, you know, not to this degree. Yeah. But, you know, this touched me on a couple different. Yeah. Points. So. Ooh, no. So mentally prepare for this is what you're Me- saying. Oh, or goodness. is it yeah, just, uh, you know. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We, okay. we literally, I wanted to, I think we watched Wreck-It Ralph after this or something. I mean, I'm not <laughs> joking. I'm I'm actually being serious. Yeah. Um, it was real. You wanted to watch something lighter. It's it's taxing. Sure. It's, it, it's, it's taxing is the right word. It takes a lot out of you. And it's dark, both literally. It's a dark film. So if you're in a bright room. Um, but it is worth seeing. As much as I said Brendan's performance is better than the movie as a whole. It is worth you seeing. It's not a waste. It's not a bad film. It's just one that you'll watch once and never watch it again, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. as yeah. as is the way with many Darren Aronofsky movies. He's yep. the guy who made Requiem for a Dream. Yep. Not yeah. lighthearted viewing. Nope. nope. <laughs> it's no. worth it for Brendan. That's how I, my final sentence to sum up my review, it is worth it to see Brendan Fraser's performance without, I would spend that $6 again. Uh, absolutely. Just to watch that performance. So there we go. The Whale. Right. I rented it for $6 on Apple. I think it's on different formats too, available to run on digital. Uh, worth your time. But just go in. If you're in a bad mood already, go ahead and watch it because, you know, you're already there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might as well lean in. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, Everything Johnny. Early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's right, Johnny. Mm. That's right, Johnny Carson. We come to you from beautiful Burbank. That's right, beautiful Burbank, California. Yeah. We're very proud of Holly for a myriad of reasons. She's a freelance writer for uh, various outlets, including Looper. And you wrote an article this weekend that obviously caught our attention. Uh, tell us about it. And fun facts. Oh. Ooh. What's the funnest fact you learned, Holly? The funnest (laughs) fact. Well, there are many fun facts, Alexis. But did you know? Did you know that Johnny Carson had his own line of apparel? What? Yes, I did! (laughs) The Johnny Carson collection. What did that look like? Oh, thank you, Alexis, uh, for asking. But Johnny Carson, at the height of his fame... It started actually in the late 1960s, but he teamed up with a clothing manufacturer to launch Johnny Carson Apparel. Just good-looking, comfortable, and uncomplicated, yet not too expensive clothes. Here's a commercial from (laughs) 1973 where Johnny is talking about his clothing. Oh. Over the years, I've lived in a great number of places, and I've learned one thing. Where you live isn't nearly as important as how you live. That's why my line of clothes is designed to fit the man instead of the place. This simply means nothing too far out, nor too conservative for that matter. (laughs) Just good-looking, comfortable, 
uncomplicated, yet not too expensive clothes. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> he just kind of lays out everything. <laughs> he, he yeah. lay, it, look, it is very literal, and you see a, a montage of pictures of Johnny Carson laying by a mid-century modern pool in his oh. not-too-complicated clothes. Alexis, it was basically like Garanimals for middle-aged men. Yes. Ah, okay, I'm thinking polyester. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would wear it right now. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I wonder if anybody has some of that. I wonder what the label looked like. And just... Uh, I forget also just how slow he talked. Yeah, yeah well, that's like just good looking. Well, that's commercials though, too, Lex. They well, just in no general. Rush. Yeah, you weren't going to tune away. There was nothing to watch. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's just going to read slow. Yeah, yeah. you're going to look at his outfits. Where else can you get your sport jacket and plaid pants? I, yeah. I guess right. Yes. I, did he have Holly. some accessories too? Sure you know, did. like some sure special did. cufflinks or something or. Uh, he had groovy ties, <laughs> okay. both of the wide and skinny variety, Hot. hats with feathers, and <gasps> matching belts. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I think my favorite, and I know you know this in your research, I think my one of my favorite um, pieces of knowledge about him, and I think this is why I love, because I, you know, I love jokingly fighting with the uh, the bosses. I love his ongoing battles, his never-ending battles with NBC. Uh, <laughs> I get such pleasure from that. And my, my favorite one is, you know, the, people don't realize this, but The Tonight Show used to be uh, 90 minutes. And there's a fun fact right there. Wow. And Johnny Johnny uh, wanted it to go down to 60 minutes and wanted to not work at one point, it was just Fridays and then Friday, Mondays. And NBC uh, publicly admonished him, publicly uh, fought with him. And uh, you don't do that. <laughs> you didn't do that with Johnny, um, especially back in those days. Johnny was the biggest star on television, mm-hmm. the biggest thing on television. And uh, and the, it, he ended up getting everything he wanted. Yeah, he got the rights to the Tonight Show. He owned it. He got his schedule down to an hour. Everything that he wanted from NBC, he got. Yeah, well, NBC. Wow. Look, Johnny Carson at one point was responsible for almost twenty percent of NBC's profits just from his show alone. Yes, and he didn't want to. He didn't want to do it anymore, so he played hardball. But some of the things that Johnny Carson got ultimately in 1980, not only did his show go down to 60 minutes, he was making $25 million a year in 1980 money. Wow. 15 weeks off a year. <laughs> and not only did he own The Tonight Show, but he owned the show after The Tonight Show, which eventually became Late Night with David Letterman. Yep. Wow. He had a lot of money. He yeah. had a lot of money. Well, that's why his divorce cost so much, right? Uh-huh. Allegedly, yeah. supposedly upwards of $20 million from his third wife, Joanna, not to be confused with his second wife, Joanne. Yeah. Wow. Yes. How many yeah. times was he married? He was uh, married four times. Four yeah. times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's a little bit of the uh, about that era from the documentary, uh, The King of Late Night. It means a confidence in your own ability that I know what I do, I do it well, 
And when I walk in front of an audience, I know that I am good. But if you don't have that attitude, you shouldn't be out there. By the late 1970s, NBC languished in the ratings. The Tonight Show was a rare bright spot, bringing in nearly 20% of the network's total income. But newly installed President Fred Silverman chastised Johnny Carson publicly. And he targeted Johnny, which had never been done before. And basically, he felt like Johnny, although still you know, doing well and bringing in a lot of money, was taking off so much time. He didn't work on Mondays. He took so many weeks off that he tried to pressure Johnny, which throughout Johnny's history was a major mistake. You just didn't take this guy on. He had a steel backbone. There was one scene in Jaws where a network executive went swimming and the shark circled around him and then left him alone. <laughs> Professional courtesy. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to watch Johnny Carson over on Pluto TV, it's a free service, free app. They've got a whole Johnny Carson TV network, 24-7 of Johnny Carson, so you can see how Johnny Carson, just the impeccable timing, the comedic genius that was Johnny Carson, you can watch it, you know, right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Yeah. Johnny. We'll be right back, folks. Stay where you are. Well, we won't be. We'll tomorrow. be back tomorrow, no, yeah, yeah. but tomorrow. yeah. Go out there and be yourself. <laughs> Read that article on Looper uh, and search for Holly Social, Holly D. Roberts. Go out there and be yourself, right, Lex? That's right. You be you. Have a fantastic day, everyone. We love you so much. And we'll talk tomorrow. Don and Steve Experience up next. Bye for now.